Welcome back to Data Disruptors is what we're calling these segments. And I have Priya today here with us. Priya, welcome. Hey, thank you so much, Simon, for hosting me today. Oh, yeah, this is great. And you're a rock star. I mean, you're a LinkedIn profile, top voice, and you have, you're have on a stage with a mic. So anyway, I feel honored to be with you. What's been your favorite event that you've done? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the favorite events that I've spoken at is was at KPMG. So we hosted yeah. a, a networking event for prospective interns from several different colleges around the country. So people flew in from both the East Coast, West Coast, all, all yeah. directions. And I think we hosted about 100 prospects and they were all women. And it was absolutely oh. fascinating to to see the energy, to see how much yes. the challenges that they're facing in their in their current educational background, especially yes. with COVID. These are the the folks that that are that have graduated during the COVID yeah. season and have at least like been in college at that time. It's it was very refreshing and it was kind of a full circle moment for me because I did start out with KPMG as an intern back in twenty. 15. So to be able to go on that stage in front of interns to speak to them was such an honor that I've had. So it was it was absolutely fun talking to them. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, we 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 all need to keep bolstering the women in tech and, and all that kind of stuff. But some of the most brilliant folks that I've worked with, especially in the consulting space in my career, have been women. And I have been mentored by folks and they're dear to me. I still, you know, text them all the time. And I I refer, I'll, I'll text my, one of my mentors, Leslie, and I'll just be, I just Leslie that meeting, you know? And, and so I just, I think too, it's good to remind it that, that people that were not that there's such a place of strength and it's i think it's still some of the the machismo and that that bro culture that we need to get out of the way you know part of it's that and and anyway so that's super exciting okay and then since then you've moved on to samsung i i believe so i'm currently with kpmg but concurrently i I did a a five-month ai training program with it with samsung so it was also a a woman-geared centered event i don't mean to only participate in these women only sent uh, women only type of situations but uh, this was such an incredible opportunity that was presented to me while i was working at kpmg so i would work at KPMG and then I would do sort of this app- apprenticeship with Samsung where we helped learn and build AI solutions with the Samsung data scientist from Samsung. So it was it was a fantastic program where I got to really build hands-on AI, cutting edge AI technology like conversational bots and all. yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was a fantastic event. To be part oh, of. wow. That's yeah. great. And so just you've had such a front row seat to all this. And I think much more than some of us have, you know, m- maybe some of us have installed some of this on our local or, you know, at home on our off hours. But, mm-hmm. you know, as as the broad spectrum of organizations go, many folks and many CIOs are still trying to figure out how to do this and stuff like that. So if you, if you've had such a front row seat, talk, talk to me about what that resolution, what you see in that. I mean, some people just see digital transformation and then on the other side, chat GPT, (laughs) you know, what's in the middle? Yeah, that is a great question. So I think what's broader than what's in the middle, I would say maybe like the connecting string between those two is the underlying data. So we, as the entire world, has been producing a significant exponentially um, ex- and an exponential amount of data over the past few years um, with 
the availability of technology, right? We started out back in the days, we used to have just books and it was pretty, not such an easy process to like produce and publish books. Nowadays, we have books, we have cameras on our fingertips, we have music, we have movies, all of these. And now that we, we with the internet, right, with the boom of internet over back in like the 90s, we democratized how much data can be created and published and shared. So that's been, that's the the core of, of the whole digital transformation that we're seeing, right? We've, we've seen the expansion of data, which gave birth to cloud technology, right? Now that we have so much data, we needed to, we need a bigger, more sustainable solution to to store data and to be able to access data, right? Now that we've entered the cloud era, the next type of wave that I'm seeing is, of course, this AI with artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence has existed for a very long time. It's just that it's people have caught on to it just recently with ChatGPT becoming mainstream, and they've it kind of opened our eyes into what how much capability a artificial intelligence can bring to a normal person's life. So I think it's data that is that's the the underlying data that is the connecting string. And what really sets an individual or an organization apart is how well they use that data so that they can harvest the benefits of these tools and technologies that are emerging. So that's yeah. yeah. I want to get your take on another thing. I grew up going to a lake summer spot for vacation. Okay. And I remember maybe this was, I don't know, 15 years ago now when I when I saw this, but one of the first car washes in this area that wasn't a, you know, spray it yourself. It was a drive-through car wash. But it struck me because the road between between the main road where you turned off and the car wash was dirt. They hadn't paved the the way from the car wash to the to the main road yet and so you got a car wash then you drove down the dirt you know road between that and then your car just got dirty again because it was still pretty wet you know and so i just think that there's some you know places where as we move into new technology and stuff like that we're getting into these spots where it's you know it was supposed to be great and we did our best and we forgot to pave the road you know and have you seen any spots like that in your recent studies or experience yeah absolutely with there's with any new technology there's always going to be some challenges or issues that come along with it right i think the most important piece of any digital transformation is making sure that there is a safe and that the system or the new implementation is secure. And I, I, with all of these new technologies coming into play, we've seen quite a bit of clients and even in the news, we've seen a lot of these security issues and, and more privacy related issues also come emerging, right? So I think that's across all different types of uh, digital transformations that I've seen. So, for example, one one example of that is, you know, if you think about some of the companies that come to your mind when you think about AI would be Tesla, right? Recently, Tesla had an incident where employees were sharing data or the videos of what Tesla cars recorded into within the firm, within Tesla, 
And that caused a lot of uproar. So safety is very important. I don't own a Tesla, but I'm thinking, okay, if I'm driving a Tesla, yes, do I want the cameras to help make sure I stay on the road or that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can drive autonomously? Yes. Do I want somebody, you know, sharing that footage of me driving on social media? You know, hell no. <laughs> so, And it yeah. was not even just driving of us driving, right? There were footage of folks, like you would have a car that would sit on somebody's driveway and when a kid passes by or if there's anything else that that the camera can catch on, and, and some of these cameras catch on to many private moments of those yes. owners and maybe children. So all of these videos were circulating inside the company and oh, that wow. was clearly in violation of the privacy, yes. privacy statements that they've put put on their website and you know it, it definitely made a dent in the customers trust with tesla products so it's, it's absolutely important um, as we move on to these ai um, solutions or even um, any other solutions for that matter right whether it's rpa um, whether it's cloud we need to ensure that the data stays within the hands of the right folks and the folks who have access to the data understand their roles and responsibilities within the data for what what they should and shouldn't be doing with the data. So it's absolutely important. Another few other things that I've noticed is that companies have been struggling with integrating existing systems and solutions with these new tools, especially AI. Um, They've many uh, legacy products seem to be working just fine. Right, uh, it's the when C-suite or upper management wants to make sure that they are caught up with the latest technologies and make their processes processes efficient. They're kind of at a at a dilemma when, especially when there's there isn't a clear cut path to integrate the existing solutions with the new AI systems. Uh, they sometimes have to completely do away with their existing systems and replace it with these new. AI solutions and retrain their employees. So it's important to make sure there's a an integration strategy in place that they use APIs to connect to these AI systems with these existing platforms and make more of a gradual introduction to these AI capabilities rather than you know accelerating in full force and, and replacing everything. I've, we've seen this quite often. You know, it's very common for companies and individuals to feel like they've been they're kind of behind in catching up, especially when your competitors are, you know, tuning their AI capabilities and they're they're saying that hey, we've introduced these these amazing tools into our portfolio of products and now we're they're showcasing their competitiveness. It's it's hard to stop and and slow down into the transition, but it's absolutely important to to do to make that slow transition into or make the transition at the pace needed for that particular company. Mm-hmm. Well, even if you think about some of the stuff that's that these big platforms are doing, I guess ChatGPT kind of makes sense that it didn't access the open internet right away because at first they weren't affiliated with Microsoft as much as they are now. Even Google, I mean, they're not promising that you, the best search results come out of Bard, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. they're they're kind of building these islands, and then it's on. Then the rest of us are feeling this this burden of integration or what do I want to share, you know? And it's almost like, you know your friends having a party, and if you want to come, and you're I shouldn't go to that party, but oh, I really want to go to that party, you know? Right, so it's, exactly. 
So it's it's a lot to even in discipline and and policy to understand where are the best steps. Absolutely. And within KPMG and even several other firms that I've seen, they've implemented their own version of ChatGPT or conversational AI solutions. So what they would do is they would deploy these in private cloud private cloud instances, and then any of the data that's entered into these chat box uh, into these chatbots by their employees or you know internal team members, it does not leave their private cloud environment. So those are absolutely fantastic solutions to make sure we use the capabilities, but in our own little playground that yes. where data doesn't go out. And especially in, in industries consulting where there's so large brain trust, that kind of idea of accessing that is is tremendous. Okay, that's great. You know, let's maybe we can kind of do a, a, a funny, not real role play. You know, like I'm one of your clients <laughs> yeah. and I come to you and I'm, I wanted my own chat GPT to be turned on yesterday and now it's today and it's still not turned on. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to go at that pace and you look at their you know, their current systems. And maybe it's not even legacy, but maybe they just have sure. various pillars and stuff like that. Right. After you kind of calm down the emotionalness of the moment and stuff like that, what's one of the first things that you suggest that they do to take a baby step? That is a great, great question, right? So we would, the first baby step that we would start with is we'd look at their entire landscape of software so software and hardware solutions to see what's available what is working what is not working and is this sustainable meaning or is this scalable now that we have say for example they have all of their servers on prem and now they want to implement this large ai solution that's also in-house built it might they might not have these server capabilities to take on that additional load. So we want to start the baby, the first baby step is to start with where you're currently are trying to understand map your your strengths and weaknesses and then start from there. Whatever is working currently, working well, keep that as is and then try start with the ones that are broken, right? If there are any weak points or if there are any process challenges that the company is facing, let's let's find a replacement for it using the modern technology. Let's see how, let's say your customer service operations team is absolutely struggling. There's no centralized data. Let's say there's a resource constraint over there. This might be a great opportunity to bring on conversational AI bots where instead of having a human be the first line of you know, communication, we could have a bot that sits as that, that would, you know, take on these customer requests, do some, you know, sentiment analysis, identify whether the customer is happy or not so satisfied, and then route it to the right human resource so that we can we can fix what's broken first. <laughs> so I think that that would be the first approach. And once you understand the the landscape of it, try to map where the data is. Is the map is the data scattered all over the place? Often large organizations have many different pillars, like you said, right? Many different organizations or you know sub or subgroups that exist within those organizations, and they may all operate 
on their own in a siloed fashion, there's a huge benefit in making sure that an organization's data is in a central platform so that teams don't have to reinvent wheels, that they repurpose the data from one team while for the processes that they may do in their own order, in their own subgroup. So having that harvesting the power of data within your organization is probably the next most important step in that process. Once you identify the problem, once you identify the data that's available to solve that problem, then the next few steps become very easy. Yeah, that's really good. Well, one one more question as we kind of round this out. I my car has about one hundred and seventy thousand miles on it, and the check engine light through the summer was kind of flicker—not flickering, but sometimes it was on, sometimes it was off. I kind of started to tune it out because it's been on for the last couple of weeks, and I really need to go to AutoZone or whatever, you know, and have them read the code. And I think sometimes as leaders, you know, we're, we're we're bombarded with so many issues and so many problems. We have to prioritize, and there's no way we can deal with all of them. So if you're saying, hey you know, there's going to be warning signs or, or you know, check engine lights that come on in relationship to your data or, or AI and such. What types of warning lights should we not ignore? Yeah, that's a great question, right? So it really depends on the industry, what the warning signs or lights may be. But if you're having, if you're having issues within the organization, or if you have audit findings within the organizations that are related to access management, related to change management, uh, related to data backup, these are absolutely foundational. So if you have, these are like the foundational pillars of the house and you have like treads and studs and whatnot, right? So if you have these foundational pillars that are not working well, then you may have a very shaky organizational organization, or you may be in in a spot where your data may be compromised. So it, there's a probability of these risks playing out. So make sure that your access management uh, controls and your change management controls are in place and working as expected. So meaning the right folks have access to the right data, then when when teams or uh, when individuals leave the organization or transfer to a new group, make sure that their access to the old applications are revoked so they so they don't carry carry forward with the data from your organization to another company or to another group. And whenever there's a change implemented into the production system, make sure that there is appropriate testing, make sure that the right folks approve it before it's productionalized because that if a uh, if an if an unapproved change is productionalized it could have a huge impact on the reputation it could have financial implications so it's 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 very important to have change management access management data and backup recovery these sort of foundational IT controls in place and of course other red flags maybe customers, uh, customer satisfaction, right? You could have all of these working well, everybody has the right access, everybody does the right things within your organizations. But if you have customers outside that are not satisfied with the level of or the quality of service that you're that that's being provided, then that's definitely a red flag. It may 
it's important to understand the root cause of that, whether that's stemming from not being able to scale up to the volume of service requests or, you know, or the product request that you're getting, or it may be related yeah. to employees yeah. not being cautious. So it's important to sure. say that both internally and externally. Cool. Well, Priya, thanks so much for joining us today. Your star's bright. We're super excited to see what you keep doing. And thanks for sharing your little bit of your time with us. Absolutely. It's my pleasure, Simon.